I'm Ben Strivens. He's John O'Scott. Hi. And together... We watch anything! We trawl the depths of Netflix... And other streaming services... To find three films... Of the same genre... Of the same genre... And watch them... So you don't have to. I take one, he takes one, and there's one we both watch. So you know what's a surprise hit... And what's totally... Good something, time of day, people. Welcome back to We Watch Anything, the show that watches anything for we. No, for you, for us, for them. Hi. Hi. Hi, Ben. Hi, Jono. How are you, man? Hi. I'm fine. Hi, everyone. Hello, it's so listeners. great to be back. It is. It is. It is. We are doing things a little bit differently again this time around. We are sort of taking our sort of free-form meanderings and squashing them back into the old-school format and then occasionally dropping one of our free-form kind of uh, meanderings, as I said before, um, into the mix every third episode, did we say, Jono? Every third episode. Something like that. I mean, yeah. what you're saying basically is that we're doing something new by doing what we used to do. That's exactly what it is, which is, you know, how a lot of politics works. You know, you recycle old yeah. policies and stuff like that, which is, you know, we're very much yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good to compare us to old politics. Yeah, definitely not new politics. That would be awful. Well, exactly. Anyway, what's our theme for today, Ben? Well, our theme today, and uh, just so in case we have any new listeners, what we do is um, just to explain what is the old school, and I do highly recommend you go back and listen to the back catalogue. Um, so is uh, we watch three movies. I watch one. Jono watches one. There's one we both watch, as it says in the uh, the title. Um, and, yeah, they're all thematically linked, and we, we're going to lead each other through them and, and give you, the listeners, our opinions on, on what, what they are. Um, and if you want to get in touch with anything that you'd like us to watch and talk about, uh, we watch anything at gmail.com is the best place to do it, or on Twitter, even though I'm not sure. I don't know, Twitter these days, now it's all been muskified. I'm not sure if it's the best oh, place to do it. Yeah, it's it. difficult. I have to go on Twitter for my my other life as a writerton type person. Mm. And I just, I'm just, you know, some people just seem to be so good at it, aren't they? They oh, just, they some, just, some they people get like it. James and they're Blunt are better at, at Twitter than they are at real life. Exactly. And I just, I'm just not one of those people. I'm better at real life than I am at Twitter. Yeah, but, as you can see. Yeah, exactly. But now this whole, you know, blue tick. We we were never going to get a blue tick. But now the whole blue tick thing, you can buy. Maybe we should buy one for us. That'd be quite a good idea. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm just a bit like. Eesh. Anyway, talking anyway. things makes you feel a bit. Eesh. Uh, what is our? Uh, I'm going to bounce this back at you, Jono. Wow. What what is our theme for today's collection of three movies? It is Scandi, a Scandi horror, I suppose, but yeah. Scandi. Yeah, Scandi Nordic fun is is what I've got at the top of my notes. I mean, that sounds like a brilliant holiday to me. Yeah, and, and, and it is. And, and, and very special agency. I'm I I love a bit of Scandi, and it. it I mean, in terms of what what makes good Scandi, <laughs> I associate <laughs> it with the Wallander books. That was yeah. my sort of first introduction to the to the to the world, and then like everyone else in the planet Earth. I really enjoyed series one of The Killing. I enjoyed series two and three as well. I but series one, one, I'm... Have I've you seen, seen it? No, I've seen series one of The American Killing. Um, and I didn't finish that because the guy was a bit too tall and lopey. Um, oh, really? But yeah, it's I one of the things I kept meaning to get around to. I, like, I watched season one and two of The Bridge and The Bridge was awesome. 
Yes. Okay. Well, I didn't like the bridge as much. I didn't dislike it, but I just found it slightly annoying. But actually, I've got a slight. So, so, so we were going to talk around a couple of recommends, and I do have a couple of before we talk about our movies. Yeah. Just a couple of people. If if you're running if you're running short of Scandi things, you're right. The bridge <laughs> was a was a very successful post killing thing where it was uh, it was on the bridge between. Denmark and Sweden. Oh, Christ. This is me being really... No, it is. It's Denmark and Sweden. Mm. And it was called The Bridge because the body was found on the right in the middle, so they had yep. to team up and odd couple... It was blah, a blah. jurisdictional but nightmare. Jurisdictional nightmare. But there was there's also on uh, Netflix a German-Austrian thing. So Ooh. not Scandi at all. <laughs> But, it's, but it but it was and it's called De Pass or Pagan Pass, and it, which mm-hmm. is weird. But anyway, but it it sort of says at the beginning, inspired by the bridge. But the only thing that's similar about it, the only thing is that a body is found on the sort of border between Austria and Germany in the Alps. Okay, and and I just figured like I don't see why that means <laughs> that you have itself. to sort of name check the bridge because do you remember we watched that that rather groovy um. Buddy cop movie, bon cop, bad yes, cop. You know, yeah, you I that? do. And, and that starts with the body on a on like on a jurisdictional line, so two people have to team up. So surely the bridge should be saying <laughs> thank you to bon cop, bad cop for the brilliant jurisdictional bullshit idea. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Anyway, look, I'm burbling, but the point is that going back to um De Pass, which mm. is like I say, a German Austrian thing, so not Scandi, but inspired by the bridge. It is really good. It's a it's it's cliched in lots of ways. It's got one cop who's a sort of big drinker and 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 very sort of um disillusioned and one who's a really keen and new yeah. and they have to work together. But it's really good. It's genuinely really good. And the other series, if people are after a bit of scandy fun, is you might have you seen this dude? It's called The Chestnut Man, also on Netflix. Oh, I've seen I've seen the the name and I think it's one of those things like I don't think I've seen it, but it's something one of the things I meant to. You know, it's it's just another. It's definitely not near as good as 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 some of the ones we mentioned already. But it's a Danish thing, and it's uh, written by the bloke who wrote the killing. He actually it started off as a novel by oh okay one of the killing writers, and um, yeah, it's just another one of those Scandi um, whodunits that's kind of um, kind of fun. So I recommend yeah. that too. See, for me, my first like my, my yes, I, I did watch a whole bunch of Wonders and read a whole bunch of Wonders, and there's another one, a couple of things like that. But I also was a big fan when it came out of Troll Hunter. Oh God, uh, yes, which is just an yeah. awesome slice of Norwegian magic realism. Just and it's just so much fun. It's just ludicrously fun. Yeah, um, I first watched that because you enthused about it so much, and I immediately got it out the next. That's what she said, and really? um, uh, yeah, it's spectacularly good. Yeah, but it does exactly what it says on the tin. It's basically about people hunting trolls in Norway. Yeah, but yeah, and really exciting. They actually managed, managed to make people go troll and yeah. not be ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah. that is stuff that we've seen, stuff that we think you know you, people might like. But what about the stuff that we have? sort of dug through the dirt of our various streaming services and uh, and put on a plate to consume. I'm not quite sure that metaphor worked, but I'm going to still go with it. Um, no, it's fine. I mean, what did you grab your sort of metaphorical cinematic knife and fork to get stuck into, John with? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yes, my film is uh, it's called Next Door, 
or mm-hmm. Naboer, Naboer, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it's spelled N-A-B-O-E-R. Mm-hmm. And it's on Netflix. It's from 2005. And the first thing to notice about it is that it's only an hour and 12 minutes long. Really? That is interesting. One hour, 12 minutes. That is properly short. Anyway, um, that's the first thing I noticed. Sorry, I just, no, we're, no, no, we're both that, slightly that obsessed worth... with film movie time, so... No, because oh, well, I'll, I'll, that. I'll let you know how I'll, I'll leave you in suspense about how long my one is because, but that oh, okay. does, that's not unrelated um, to to okay. to mine. Well, anyway, mine's it's a Norwegian film from two thousand and five, and um, the plot's very simple. It's this guy, a bit of a loner, who lives in this flat. He dresses rather sensibly. He seems, frankly, quite a, a sort of boring, serious kind of person. And he's recently been dumped. He's sort of lonely and heartbroken. Yeah. And um, and you see it's through. You see a couple. You know the sort of uh, the end of his relationship through a couple of flashbacks with him just sort of thinking about it, and you can see that it's still all very raw. Yeah. And then he meets two neighbours who have just moved in. It seems to a flat just next to his, and they're both gorgeous, really attractive, slightly. But straight away, they they seem to sort of know him or know things about him. Okay. It's almost like they've been listening in, listening to to the wall, you know, between yeah. the flats, and immediately sort of, um, I would I want to say suggestive and flirtatious, but it's not really that. But they just, you know, there's something odd about them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he he has a first meeting with them just in the hallway, and he sort of he backs off and returns to the flat because they're a bit sort of overpowering and weird. And and I say you see a sort of flashback of an argument with his ex. And then quite soon after that first interaction, there's a knock at the door and it's one of these women again. And she asks if he can kind of babysit for the other woman while she goes and gets some meds. And basically she says, oh, she was the victim of a violent attack. She can't be left on her own. Please, could you just come uh, in? Okay. And he says, oh, really, this is all a bit weird, but okay. He lets can himself look be after persuaded. my psycho, basically? <laughs> yeah. And he's told... He's got to, when he goes in, he's got to lock the front door and drag a heavy cabinet in front of the door as well. He's going, right. What? And yeah, he's just going, why? And, um, and, and she, he just, she says, she'll panic if, if, she, if, that, if that's not there. And he just goes, okay, okay. So he just goes, he goes along with it. I'm going to stop with my plot very soon. But basically, the Disturbo, horror levels, psychological thrillery stuff mm. ups quite soon in quite a disturbing sex scene um where oh, wow he is kind of s- seduced by one of the women right and during this the the bout of rumpy pumpy <laughs> um <laughs> she suddenly sort of without warning hits him really quite hard okay and and then again, and it's like a full-on sort of punch in the face kind of thing. It's not like a sort of slap or playful anything. It's a full-on... And he lashes out back kind of thing. Yeah. And by the end of this sort of scene, they've both got a certain amount of blood on their face, but while they're still having oh. El Vilanto pumples... Um, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> it's actually my so... stage name. <laughs> I do my drag acts in Stockwell. Yeah. Anyway, so 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 that's as far as I'm going to. Say. I'm, I'm not going any further in terms of plot. 
Oh it's wow, just... that's a real dangler. So he's basically there. He's he's ended up locked in this apartment with a strange BDSM person and someone yeah, who's off d- her meds. It's, I mean, the thing is, I mean, he do, it's not like he's locked in there. He does get out again quite soon. But I'm just not going to go any further with the plot because to go any further just sort of gives away too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't. Want to, and, we don't want to and I don't want to give away that. too much because it's a strong recommend. This is a really, really good film. Oh, um, it's just. This is good because I was really hoping it was with that build up. I was really hoping it was going to be. I love the premise. You've got just sort of a little apartment terror. That's cool. Yeah, it's just, it's just it, that's that. I mean, the length of it is great. Yes. The fact that it, it's you you barely step outside these the, the couple of flats that it's sort of yeah. set in. Um, you do kind of see him at work, and you see him. You do see him on the street, and you see him on a bus. But the point is, it's nearly all just this, like a like it could be a stage play kind of thing. How, how long a time period does it take place over? Would you say? Good point. I was sort of reading someone else's review after I'd watched it, and mm. they seemed to sort of indicate that it was all over the over like twenty four hours. And I felt it was more ambiguous than that. Okay. I felt like so, but it's a, it's it's not a long period of time. Right. I suppose yeah, that's yeah, yeah. true. But but the point is because you've got a certain amount of flashbacks, it's hard to be. But I, in ways, I should watch it again to be sure. But so I mean, the thing so some a couple of the things it reminded me of not nearly as over the top, but it sort of reminded me of Mother. You know, oh, the, really? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Just because there's this sort of, you know, the way I that... I love that movie. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, a great giant, film, but, horrific mess, but I love it. But you know the way in that the protagonist, um, she's, it's like she's constantly arriving in a room a few seconds too late, or, yeah. or like she's constantly being left outside, constantly looking around the corner, just missing someone going off, you know. It's, yeah, it's that, that's sort of like nightmarish thing. thing. Yes, exactly. It has something of that. Mm. Um. But it's 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 not um, it's not this isn't an uplifting movie. It's not a really it's not a horror film in the kind of sense of like making you scared. Yeah. But it is a horror film in that it makes you feel revolted, and it's a bit like lifting a stone and seeing you know when you see like a whole load of bugs and yeah, creatures just... suddenly writhing around. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. It just makes you feel a bit grubby. Um, oh, good. And 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 uh, you know it's, it's frankly I... slightly depressing, but it's. Um, it 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 just. Is, I love movies that are slightly depressing and a bit grubby. Like I loved <laughs> yeah, High Rise, well, the you know the Ben Wheatley, re, um, JG Ballard thing. I love it, but that I movie is entirely grubby and a bit depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one's definitely. I mean, it's disturbing, and it stays with you afterwards. But the 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 performances are just are really good. Mm. It's got a small cast. It's it's sort of lean, but horrible. Yeah. Um. And I just, I really enjoyed it. Oh, and, and the other thing is like, so like I say, it's an hour and 12 minutes long. Yes. And it just did make me think, how many average films are made worse because they've taken them up to that sacred, oh, it's got to be 90 minutes. Do you know what well, I mean? But, I mean like, how many average films so... would become better by stripping off 20 minutes, you know? But 90 but, minutes um, these days is still, is, 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 a, is a short one, you know? It's yeah, these exactly. days, you know, if but you're not just, pushing just... two hours, you're... Because th- I suppose what I'm saying is that like a lot of producers with with this movie would be there going, hey, you've got to add another 20 minutes to this at least. And that yeah. would definitely, you know, it wouldn't make it a better movie. It would make it, it, would make, it, would, it, didn't, it, it just, the whole reason it was good was because it didn't stick around too long. Because you'll watch it and you won't think, you won't think, oh, this is the most original film ever. And yeah. lots of ways you will have think, oh, I've seen this before. But it's so well done. And it just is That's so, need, as I say, though. lean. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah, like Bram Stoker's Dracula, if you oh, remember, yeah. 
back in the day when that was released. And people were like, that's massive, it's long, it's bloated. It was two hours, eight minutes. I would barely scratch. I mean, really? yeah. <laughs> It's insane that where we've got to now. Where like it's basically two thirty is, is a pretty usual running time, and like three hours, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But oh, that sounds yeah. brilliant, man. Like I, yeah, I will definitely. So, what was it called again? Um, next door, or like I say, the Norwegian title is Nabor. So it sounds like neighbor N A B O E R. But mm. next door finds it on Netflix, um, and it's just it's also got a very small part for Michael Nekvist. Nick Vist, you know that guy who's actually died now, very sadly. But you no. know who I mean? No, you do. I probably I'd recognise him. I guess you do. Okay, what's he been in? You know stuff. Oh, brilliant. Okay, cool. Oh, he's um, in John Wick. He's in the first John oh, Wick movie. That dude. Yes, yeah, yeah. I do know who he is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's died, I think. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on from that sad news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, which has deeply affected my life. Uh, oh, what we do do uh, to any of our new listeners is we give each one of our movies a rating based on an A to E scale um, with a U. Also, is it U or is it a Z? I can't remember what we did for Z. It's a Z, Z, Z dude. Reserved to, to, to say something because I said Z. Oh, that was it. That was so mm-hmm. terrible there utterly compellingly watchable now it doesn't sound yeah. like this is getting close to a Z but where, where, is, where is it going to sit on our A to, a to E scale then definitely B plus oh wow B plus okay I was thinking yeah. about because it, it just it just it sets out to do something and it does it so brilliantly well you, you know it's, okay. it's, it's Great. really good I might even watch that after the record tonight then that would be awesome yeah, cool um, alright then well I am yeah obviously you know continuing our theme of, of Scandi and and each one of our films, uh, this this episode, has, does have a Norwegian connection, even though mine is not a Norwegian movie. Mine was actually shot in Norway, but it is a Finnish production. Now, some may have seen this, some may not have. It's my little... Um, we don't very we very rarely do Christmas episodes. This is my little hat tip towards it being Christmas. Um, and this is Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale, movie from 2010. Uh, yeah, like I say, it's a, it's a Finnish movie, um, which has its own little brilliance to it but shot in norway um and it set you will be unsurprised to know around about christmas um yeah and it is again on the shorter side one hour and 24 minutes of lean reindeer meat wow yeah so it opens it's it's a pretty remote bit of um a kind of like finnish slab of wilderness there's a mountain and it bizarrely opens in english um and i don't know if it's the actors um not it not being their first language or maybe it is or maybe they just did maybe they, just, they, they got a couple of cheap english speaking actors because <laughs> frankly they, they they're not that great but it is something's happening at this sort of construction site on top of a mountain mm. um and you get the idea that maybe something nefarious is going on um because and it, and it has a sort of a whiff of Raiders of the Lost Ark, Nazis uncovering the oh, I see what you mean, the Ark right, about yeah. it kind of thing. Um, so we go from there, and they said, "Right, we're going to start blasting." And then you see a couple of kids who are up to no good, um, who are <laughs> who've broken into this sort of like large mining corporations. Um, uh, they, they got through the fence. Um, to sort of muck around in, in this land that's all been helped. And I think I can't, they say it's a seismological institute or something. Um, right. And then the kids are kind of like, whoa, they're kind of shocked by the way that the mountain is now exploding. And not actually exploding as in 
um, exploding. Exploding was the wrong word. Um, you, they can hear explosions happening within the mountain. It's all quite. I see. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah. And we sort of, and we realize that these, you know, one of these kids is, is sort of our hero kid. Um, we go back to his house. He lives in this very sort of remote little shack. Um, and he appears to be slightly terrified of. I mean, he's really into folklore, and it's a very sort of folklore-heavy kind of thing. This, and it's very stark barren landscape as well it's like there are the pine trees and there's but there's a lot of snow and a lot of tundra you know you'll see the mountain there's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of blizzard things happening but it's not like you're in a sort of dense forest the whole time it's all quite open but um yeah. and he and he is living with his dad in a kind of in a little a small house um his dad is a butcher so his dad basically has this sort of abattoir on the side of it but it's just you know it's, it's an abattoir in a shed um and he is kind of is is steep, fully steeped in the folklore of these sort of hooven, behorned, horrid creatures that seem to be there. <laughs> and this is the lead up. So we find he's got, he's got his advent calendar. I think it starts on the twenty third or twenty second or twenty third, and he you know opens his thing. Right. But you can see that on the twenty fourth, he is putting various things over the door of twenty four because he doesn't want that to come out. And what you what you're getting, what you, the sense you get, and I don't think this is spoilerific, is that it is he's looking at the old legends of of Santa Claus. So the the pre, there's a line. Are we in the talking movie. Krampus? Have you it, watched Krampus the Christmas see, Devil this again? Is, no, because that's terrible. Um, but this <laughs> is a very Krampus style legend. Exactly that. Right. It's very much okay. more in the, in the Krampus tradition. And uh, you know, there's a, there's a line in the movie where said, someone says, you know, this is the pre Coca Cola version of 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 father of santa claus i think so he is uh he's sort of like scared of that happening and they there's a tradition where they well they, they put a pig's head on a over a pit because i think there might be some wolves around and also and you know it's, it's, it's living hard in the wilderness but the yeah. next day <coughs> this kid and his dad go off to the big um effectively what should be i think the big reindeer cull so that provides their meat for the rest of the year, and they can sell it. You know, it, it's it, it's where the sort of source of this income, well, the source of the income, well done, Benjamin. It's where the um the the, the town's income or the the small community. I don't even think it's really a town. It's like a, it's a bunch of little outposts. That's where their income yeah, yeah. comes from. So there's you know the the reindeer follow, follow their migratory patterns, and they're all set. They go woohoo! Got made a pen, and they made they big electrified pen, and they're like yeah, get in. And then they see they're coming, they're coming, woo! And then just it's two reindeer turn up. Um. And 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 they're they're a bit devastated. So they 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 go off and find on their snowmobiles, and they find just a whole field full of slaughtered reindeer. And the kid uncovers some sort of not wolf-like tracks, a bit more humany kind of tracks. Um, and then that night, they, you know, he's pretty freaked out, goes to bed, and um, there's a sort of kerfuffle outside, and something has taken the pig's head that's over there's like a trap with spikes at the bottom to get wolves and someone has taken the pig's head um and his father looks in the trap and sees it's what looks like an old man so they bring that old man dead into the abattoir and he gets his mate round to go what are we going to do with this they try and sort of keep it from the boy or whatever and slowly the old man kind of wakes up um and bites one of their ears off and oh uh, 
and there's it, something about the way you're telling this story. I feel like I'm watching ghost stories at Christmas or something. <laughs> I'm getting really freaked out. And then he goes to sort of the kid is pretty freaked out by the whole thing. So he sees the old man. He goes to his his other mate who's a bit brash, well, his house, and finds just a corn doll left in his bed. And he's like, ah, he's been naughty. He's having taken him, and he's now he's after me. And when they go, when he the, the, meanwhile there's three or four of the local guys who are like ah, we're going to sort this old man thing out we don't know what to do with this because they initially were going to I think possibly chop him up and bury him because we killed a dude yeah. um, and the kid sneaks in and the old man is entirely fixated on the kid um, not in a weird like pedo way but um, <laughs> we've unearthed an ancient pedophile um, but the kids then the kid is convinced that he's because he's been naughty by breaking into the thing that he's and all the other kids have been taken um and I would love to tell you more, but it does go down. It goes exactly, it sort of goes exactly, not quite, but it goes very much exactly where you think it's going to go to, uh, but a lot weirder. And the ending is exceptionally funny. Um, and, it, and, it, and it's riven through with that whole, like, real sort of um, finish, dry humour kind of thing. But it's also definitely, like, it's pretty horrific. This kid's, the, the, the kid who's the main actor is absolutely great. Um I don't know if he's been in much else. He's called Omni Tomila, um, and he's just fantastic. And it's just yeah, I'm it's, him up now. It's uh, it, it's yeah, really just been hard. In a, in, in, oh no, he hasn't. Oh yeah, no, he's just he's just about to be in quite a big film. Uh, it's really hard for me to tell you how much I enjoyed this movie. Like it's an really absolute corker of a Christmas subgenre classic. Like it's it's in, it's up there with like yes you should watch this at Christmas every year. If you if this double bill this with Krampus or double bill this with the really good American Krampus. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's one thing when we mentioned Krampus earlier I was worried listeners who don't know us wouldn't know. When we say Krampus the Christmas bad, we are talking about a bad Christmas movie, not the quite slick, high-budget Hollywood Krampus movie, which is fantastic. Yeah, and has um, Thingy Scott in. and um, It's just brilliant. Yeah, it's really great. This, yeah. double build with that, because that, they both have that the disparate air about them. They both have, but mm. yeah, this as and this does have a, a you know a rich vein of humour running through it and a lot of fun. Mm. At the same time, it's got some great horror twists and turns, and yeah. some of the ideas behind it are brilliant and just it's it's a really awesome awesome place to be. Now I watched it on. I mean, for me, yeah, I think B plus. We're talking B plus territory. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. B plus. Two B plus. I don't think it's quite an A, but it's definitely in the B plus. It's, it's a high B plus as well. Oh, but, God, I'm watching this this evening. Yeah, now this it, can did be. Did you found. say it's on Netflix? No, this isn't on Amazon, but it's not on Amazon Prime regular. Oh, it's on that sort of annoying horror bolt on thing. No, 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 it's not it? on the annoying horror bolt on thing. I stopped doing that. You know, oh. it goes towards paying my heating bills now. Um, <laughs> no, the, it is on. There's another f- thing you can do with Amazon, which is watch with ads. And then it's free oh, yes. with adverts. Yes, yes, so yes. it's free with ads, and it is a bit jarring when suddenly you're in the middle of like this atmospheric horror thing in the Swedish or Finnish wilderness, and or, or actually Norwegian wilderness. But um, and then suddenly goes bum 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 drink Gordon's gin. And you're like, um, no, <laughs> but um, it's just like, but it's a bit like watching a movie used to be when we just were kids and watched it on telly. But it's it's yeah. but you can yeah you can find it on on Prime, um, watch for with ads or whatever. It's called. I'm going to reiterate this. It is called uh, Rare, Rare Exports, Exports: Christmas Tale, and quite a weird title. Well, it is quite a weird title, and it's one of those titles that only makes sense at the Once end of the movie. It. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
Um, okay. And I don't want to give you any more than that, really. But no, no, no. I, I, just can, highly... I can see you're fighting with yourself not oh, to give anything there's, there's, more there's, away. Yeah, there's, 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 there is, a, towards the end, some of the sequences, which I could tell you about, but I have to tell you about a plot point, um, are really fably done. And um, it's, uh, yeah. Well, I think I might watch that this evening. Do, genuinely. do, do, do. Honestly, it do. Looks it's really it's fun. so worth doing. And it's a great, yeah, build up. So if you want a good Christmas horror movie, double bit it with Krampus as well, not Krampus the Christmas. Turf. Well, to be honest, that's probably a good thing to watch after my film because my film will depress the hell out of you. Feel <laughs> terrible about humans, and it sounds like this will will cheer you up. Yeah, no, this will so. cheer. This will definitely cheer you up. Like, and it's and it, but it's got a, it's got its horror chops, you know. And it's it's in there swinging, but uh, it's sure. yeah, it's also a, a whole big bag full of fun. Fantastic. Cool. Well, we've had two two hits so far, which is rare. Yeah, that is rare actually. And now. Well, the movie we both coming watched. to the film we both watched, which is it is called The Trip, but it is not. You'll be um, surprised to know a remake of the Steve Coogan Rob Brydon Potter through Northern England or Italy for season two. Um, yeah, well, they've gone somewhere else now as well. They've gone to Greece, haven't they? Oh, have they? I've only seen. I mean, the first season. I've I seen loved. the first two. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but no, it's not that. No, it's not that. Um, no, it is The Trip. It is a, another Norwegian movie. So, see, each one of our um, each one of our movies does have a Norwegian connection. Um, but this is from 2021, so a relatively recent uh, addition to the canon. And uh, starring Numi Rapace, who people will know from lots of things, including yeah, God of the Dragon Tattoo but... and that terrible bloody Ridley Scott going back into Alien again. Yeah, I liked it. Just awful. Just awful. Yeah, I liked it. Just awful. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, you're wrong. Um, no, I know. So it's called The Trip. Uh, it's, yeah, 2021 Norwegian movie. And- oh, God, she, and she was with, with Michael Neckvist in bloody, what's it called? In the original um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yes. Michael Neckvist was in that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Just wanted to say that's where I knew him from first, and so ah. I'm still sad that he's died because he died in 2017. Anyway, yes, it's um, called the trip. There's, and um, it's yeah, and it's, so it's Numi Rapass, and it is a, a dude called um, Alex he- uh, Axel Henny, who you will recognise from other things as well. He's in The Martian and Headhunters, if you've seen that one, and The Cloverfield Paradox, which isn't very good. Um, no. But yeah, he's done a bunch of Norwegian and sort of English language movies. But, but what's it about, Jono? Well, they're a couple, and you learn very quickly that they don't like each other very much. Yes. <laughs> and he, that she's a sort of uh, bit of a failed actor, and he's a bit of a failed director. Isn't they're both in work, but they both get poxy work. You, you soon learn. Yeah. But they're a dysfunctional couple who basically hate each other and argue a lot. But they're going for a weekend in a sort of. Um, in his dad's... Um, his, his dad sort of built this cabin, and it seems to me like... I, I know, yeah. I've, I've got a couple of Norwegian mates, and they all do often seem to have a cabin somewhere. So his yeah. dad's built this cabin near near a, a fjord that runs into the sea, I think. But it's yeah, it's, yeah. Kind of, it's like a lake house, it's, classic. So they're going there for a retreat, but straight away you learn that he's going there fully planning to murder his wife. Yeah. And... And you... And you... And, you, <laughs> and he's... <laughs> it's it's kind, it, This is a comedy horror... Um, kind of film and straight away it's quite obvious that he's got this plan but it seems it's not it's not the most subtle plan ever 
No, I mean, he, you see him quite quickly. He goes to like um, he's laying the groundwork. He's telling everyone like, oh, we're going to the cabin in the woods, and she's going on a long walk. She says on her she's own. planning a long walk on her own. You know, and he's laying all this groundwork with various people, and he's also buying, you know, gaffer tape and rope and a great big hammer from a from a you know a hardware store and yeah. stuff. And it's just like you seem to be a bit stupid. But, but you do you do get the impression that he is just a bit of a cretin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they go to the. I don't know how far we want to go, but they go to the, the go cabin, and they carry on being a bit argumentative. But uh, then we see him. <laughs> do some more preparatory work and a few slightly odd things are happening in the cabin but you see you see them cooking a steak and having a a meal then he gets the hammer she calls him in to help him with something he takes a drink of vodka or something for a bit of dutch courage walks up slowly towards her with the hammer behind his back raises it then suddenly she turns round and tasers him and it turns and out that she be. has been planning to kill him this weekend as it as it comes out. And she's been laying the ground a bit more subtly that she's going to kill him in a hunting accident. Yeah. So, and then we get the first of what happens quite frequently in that we suddenly re-rewind to what we've already seen in the film. Yeah. But from a, a slightly different parts of the scene to give a different version of the of the backstory. Kind exactly. Of yeah. You, you, yeah. You see. You know, it's, it's quite nicely done. Where you know, in the initial run through, you see him pull up outside the house. Her mate walks out up, out of the house and says, "Oh, have a nice hunting weekend." He's like, "What?" And she gets in the car. They drive off. And then you you see it from inside the house on this on this sort of rewind thing. And it, it does that. Yeah, you say it does that quite a lot. Um, and yeah. then this sort of plays out. I mean, this is nothing that you can't be. I think. The, the Netflix description, I and mean, this is a Netflix, it does say something like, you know, a couple go on holiday um, intent on killing each other. So, yeah. you know, you don't you don't know whether they know before or not, but this is, you know, we're not giving away a great deal. And then, to my mind, and tell me if I'm entirely wrong with this, it does a, um, for want of a better word, a psycho, or a, um, to some respect, and in certain respects, it, it sort of does a, a psycho or a, or a from dusk till dawn sort of, without there being... Sudden left turn kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you think the plot's going this way, you think that's going to play out like that, and all change. Yeah. And the change comes in the form of, do we give this away? I don't know if we do. I don't know if we do. I think... I can't... I think it's hard to say. I feel like I need to quickly watch the trailer. But yeah, all right. Well, let's let's try not to give it away for now. That's a very good question, Let's just say another um, narrative force and some other <laughs> um some other characters enter the the plot and that device of going back in time to sort of see the same situation played out from another perspective they keep using that in the film they don't overuse it no and i was actually worried when that first sort of happened you know that that kind of stuff when you having people playing around with time can be really tiresome if it's not done well or if it doesn't seem to have any point i would say this film it isn't tiresome. It's used really well. It's, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's the whole point of the film, and it's quite it's quite cleverly I, done. But... I'd say you can really see um, sort of Edgar Wright and yeah. um, Robert Rodriguez, and to some extent Tarantino's fingerprints over this. You can see like those as inspirations for the for the director 
but not worn in a kind of like heavy, irritating, I'm trying to replicate them kind of way. There's just, he's taken, these flashbacks are done really well. I would say Guy Ritchie in that respect, but then yeah. I don't. No, I, said, I was going to mention him too. Yeah. yeah. Like those, yeah, the way they do it, especially when they introduce the characters who, who take, yeah, those characters do appear in the trailer. I've just checked. But, um, oh, good. but okay. the characters who come in and do force this sort of sea change in the plot kind of thing, the way yeah, they introduce those is really well done. Yeah. Yeah. It turns into more of a siege. Um, but it's done with it's done with a really firm kind of like you know, the, the, it, there's, a, there's a great level of comedy running through it all the way um, there's some good sort of bait and switch gags yeah um, <laughs> and I think I think the other the, 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 so it's pretty obvious that I really liked it I really liked it and I think actually what, so, so when I first started watching it, obviously the characters, the two main characters, are not very likable. But no, they're, but they're really real. engaging. <laughs> yeah, and really engaging because they're so, so awful. And, and you sort of they they kind of they're not. I don't know. You can just sort of believe that they exist, kind of. Thing. Yeah. And and like so, the the bloke's obviously a bit of an idiot, but he's not like a total idiot. He's quite a sort of. Yeah, no. He's just a well realized idiot, a, a realistically realized idiot in some. Although ways. I, I I was thinking, and this is not an although to him not being an idiot, but how much do you have to hate your other half to hammer murder them? Like there are so many <laughs> other ways that I would like to kill a person than bashing their head in with a hammer. You must really, yeah. really hate them. Well, I mean, in ways of the, the the bit when she sort of she sort of gently she sort of says, "So, how are you planning on doing it? Is this was this your plan?" <laughs> and it's just a ludicrously simple plan, and he, he just yeah. kind of looks shamefaced, and she starts laughing. Oh my god, that really was your plan! <laughs> you know? That in yeah, ways yeah. was one of my favourite bits when I really started getting into the film because yeah, getting that sort of black comedy is just really hard to get right. But I felt like. They, I think they, they really hit it on that. Get they, it right. <laughs> I think the writing in it's great, and the writing and the pacing is really good. And I could what things yeah. before it does the change into more of a sort of CG kind of, um, you know. And this this movie is not afraid of throwing blood around, and it does it really well. Actually, it does. It's one of the best blood hitting the cameras I've seen because it's also, you know, it's awful but also quite funny at the same time. That bit, but yeah. it's it's um, and there is nothing in there that's like distasteful for distasteful sake or anything. But I do think that that. The pacing of it, like I could have watched the two of them trying to kill each other and be horrible to each other for a good, you know, another hour quite happily. And if that had been the whole movie, I actually would have quite enjoyed it because I really enjoyed their awful interplay between each other and how they were both just. I th- I know what you mean. I think actually I was glad that there was something else to yeah. it because I think I possibly would have tired of that. But maybe maybe I would have tired of it. I was maybe exaggerating it, but I th- but if you but but I would have think I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I would have trusted it to have carried on like that. If it if it hadn't if there hadn't been the change, I would have gone with it. And maybe they, maybe they, they couldn't. Maybe that's why they didn't write it that long. You know, they, 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 mm. they, they, there was going to be that change. But at the same time, if they were they were so good together. The chemistry between them as a, as a warring couple who. Who just it was great. Hate yeah, each they're other. Both really, they're just really sort of strangely funny and believable. Yes. I really liked the father character. His father. I was going to say plays a sort of his father angry was old man. Awesome, was just awesome. And but um, when he when he uh, sort of uh, his later scenes just are, are, are brilliant. Yeah, just him and it's nice to see a death that involved a mower. Yes, yeah, yeah, always nice to see a death with a lawnmower. I have to say that. Yeah, that's, Jackson that's, that's, I can now think of three films. Actually, with a, you know with what? There are two. That is, I did notice that actually. There are two um, Peter Jackson y moments. There's one where he um, shoots an appendage off, which is kind of like a bad taste 
<laughs> nod potentially and then there's the mower death which is potentially a brain dead thing as well yeah definitely and there's also um i forget i i did i see I, there's a connection with dead snow and in the um oh there's another yeah. there's another cracking um yeah and in the you know with that bit when they're playing scrabble yeah and two of the words in the scrabble one is dead one is snow oh i didn't notice that oh that's very good um yeah, it's and it, I, there, was, there was some information in there. I didn't realise how close Norwegian and Swedish were that they could actually, you know, play Scrabble and there was a potential of doing it bilingual between Norwegian and Swedish because it's because they're so close to each other. I know. I think I'm just trying to. I think there was something you know, like sometimes when an actor just has a face that you could sort of like you immediately go, I can hang around with these people. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And obviously, I knew her particularly well, but I just found that his face was one that I kind of. I, I, just, no, I, I could watch him all day and the other people that enter the fray I love were, them to a man were just brilliant yes absolutely pitch perfect it, it's amazing excellent. that I'm going to yeah 100% recommend people watch but I'm also going to recommend they watch it twice and I don't know if you did or not Jono but I've watched it I'd say one and a half times so I, I went back I've, I may have watched it two and a half times by now uh, no, just because just I stopped <laughs> I stopped halfway through the first time um, and when I need, I can't watch this now. I need to watch it with my wife because she'll love this. And we did. Mm. Um, then I watched it again after I we, we decided we were going to do it for the pod. And it was I saw a lot more the second time around as well. A lot more. What what I noticed, and I don't know if you noticed this, is that there's no fat in it whatsoever. It's still it's it's it's, it's around about a two hour movie, but there is not a wasted bit of dialogue. I mean, you realise that there's no. That, that every there's a there's a humongous amount of, sh- of foreshadowing happening that you don't know is happening, but if you mm. watch it again, it really bears it up. Just thing there's certain things that happen every scene. There's there there isn't anything spare in there. There's nothing wasted, and it's actually and, it, and he uses it. The director uses it really well in those flashback moments, and you can see you know there's a bit of where it's going. Aren't I clever? I did this well, but you know it, it doesn't feel smug. But there's even no. more than is pointed out, and if you watch it again, you you see even more kind of. Um, uh, of those foreshadowing moments and little touchstones, while you are still laughing and enjoying your time with these people, and then enjoying loads of blood and inventive yeah. ways to kill people, and well, I, I say again, it's got. I, I, you've already touched on this, but yeah, it's got a sort of fun amount of really quite gory. Yep. Well, there's just quite a lot of splatter, which is it, yes. it's done in a real sort of fun, you know, love of the horror genre kind of way, which is good. One hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, what would you give it? As in A B C D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd give it. I'd give it some sweeties. Um, no, I. Um, no. I would give it. I mean, is it's probably a B plus. I'm going to give it a B plus. Yeah, I just. I I did, uh, that's what I had in my. I've already put that down in my notes. Yeah, B plus. B plus. Three B plus. I don't. Now. I don't know if we've ever done this. I don't think we've ever had a triple B plus, have we? I don't think so. Triple but B plus remember. surgery. It's been so long, but. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> that's what she said. Um, <laughs> Master watching this, uh, but yeah, I think that's that's one of our that's one of our best clean sweeps of three solid recommends, basically. Yeah, we should we should stay in the the Scandi Scandiverse more often. Yeah, it's a good place. Turns I mean, out they're better are, than this. There is an yeah. awful lot of good. Well, that's I don't know whether you know the dross doesn't make its way into our screens. It probably doesn't. We get to see the sort of the English language dross. But well, I think there's the a sensibility that, like, about this Scandi stuff, which is brilliant, though, which I love. And as well, like there's just because we have to watch it by reading, 
you have to stay 100%. You can't casually it watch is nice, scan isn't it, these villains. It is true. I mean, and so it means that you're fully locked in. Yes. And, and I think there's a there's a certain power to that. I'm not saying we therefore enjoy it more than Norwegians or whatever, but <laughs> there is just something about no, but watching I can't anything where you need to stay Cruising the internet at the same time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, Great. Anyway, what are we going to watch next? Well, um, it's an idea that you had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. What was my idea, Ben? <laughs> it was really... um, clown-based horror movies. Yeah, clown horror. Yeah. A proper sub subgenre, which I quite uh, enjoy. Going to enjoy. Exploring. Well, there's loads of it about. There's um, loads of it about, and we're we not, can discuss it. We won't in be more watching depth next time. It. Not going to happen. No. Any no. versions of it. No. Not. Although I, sp- I presume we'll touch on them. Yeah, not much though, because they could all mm. just go and get nobbed for not being very good. Yeah. Although I think there's like a weird following for the new ones, but it's one of those things you never, I never work out whether that's like a sort of, you know, a, a herd instinct. People to go, oh, there's loads of marketing behind it. It's really good, isn't it? And you're like, well, if you ever. When well, you, we're going to talk about this next time. Yeah, but so, I mean, yeah. the thing is that, like, the, 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 there never is a sort book. of a, a slight Goonies charm in, in bits of the, the new one, but that doesn't stop it from being pants. Yes. Not as much as the book. And that's, that, you know. That. Yeah, anyway. Well, you're very, you're very. You, you you love the book, don't you? Do, yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's next week. This week has Clown. been a triple bill of of cracking Scandi bits. Have you um, got any other any other business? Any other non Scandi thing to recommend? Because I've got one thing. Yeah, go on. It's just um, it, it's just um, just basically if you go online and search uh, Michael Aspel introducing um Lionel Blair. Michael Aspel introducing <laughs> This may be Lionel a little Blair. bit niche for any of our international This is a very but... very UK centric I, I but we're allowed to be UK centric. We've just been Scandi centric. What's wrong with being UK centric <laughs> for God's Fine. sake? Anyway, it's just a two and a half minute uh, YouTube video of Michael Aspel endlessly introducing <laughs> Lionel Blair to give us a clue in the eighties. And it's just something really weird about it. It's just okay. It's, it's Lionel Blair's outfits. It's 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 it, there's just something really charming about it. So yeah, right. I'll I'll have really a look recommend. at that. So that's that that's put us further into the niche of not just UK centric, but UK centric and in your forties <laughs> at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Excellent. But it wouldn't make anyone laugh because honestly, the outfits are to die for. Yeah, love it. Okay, cool. That's that's a good AOB. I don't think I can top that at all. What have you got? I've just been no, I've just been watching loads of um, guitar things. Guitar things. Yeah. You're slightly obsessed with guitars, at the moment, aren't yeah. You? That's you know, and I'm not going to visit that upon anyone, um, <laughs> especially because it's not even like performances. Apart from I do endlessly watch the um, Prince, and like this is actually something we'll urge people to do. I may have done it this, before. This is a good, I know what you're about to say, so this is a good recommend. Recommend this. This is your AOB, right? So. I had no idea. Prince does crop up on people's list of greatest guitarists ever. And you're like, I don't really understand that. Yes, the solo in Purple Rain is pretty good. And then you see the um, induction of... Um, oh, it's not an induction, actually. I think he was dead by this point, wasn't he? Um, but it's, yeah. it's 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 playing While My Guitar Gently Weeps uh, with George Harrison's son playing in it and stuff like that. And it's this all-star lineup at some... Um, music hall of fame thing and there's this whole th- i mean it's one of those things that you can watch this and you watch there are two guitar solos prince does the second one and it is literally one of the best guitar solos of all time without question 
it's ludicrous. There are loads of insane bits of folklore around it as well. Like at the end of the performance, he throws his guitar up in the air and it doesn't come down and no one was expecting it. No one knows why that didn't happen and no one can work out what happened and only Prince and his stage crew know. Prince didn't sound check the solo. Um, he basically let someone else do it. He was like, no, let the kid have it. And then the person who does the first solo thought he was going to be doing the second one. And then it was like, Prince is like, no, nah, I'm going to take this one actually. And obviously he'd been like, he'd been working this whole thing because he threw the guitar and everything in it. But it was all done very low key. And it's, he's an unbelievable guitarist. And it is, is, is a bit, it's a bit breathtaking to just go, oh, the little dude yeah. who did that. Yeah. He was a staggering human. Yes. And it's a staggering solo. It I is. couldn't agree more. Insane. So it's not quite as good as Michael Aspel, though. Right. Well, I know I, I might try and mash the two up. <laughs> right then, lovely people. Thank you for staying with us so long. If you have, um, you might have turned off around about the point. Someone said Michael Aspel, and you wondered that one. But Shut um, up. that was the best bit. So next next time round, it will be um, clown in, insane clown posse, and uh, that's a very weird subgenre of human, and. As we said before, please do get in touch with us if there's anything you'd like to share. If there's, like, if there's stuff you'd like us to review for you, or um, if you disagree with anything we've said, if you watch some of these movies and go, you're idiots, how is that a B plus? It's not a toilet. Let us know. It'd be good to, good to get some differing opinions. Um, otherwise, we'll be back next time. Looking forward to it. Bye, dude. Bye, dude. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.